everybody. Welcome to the Pause Podcast. I am Lindsay. Um, we are on episode 17 of our 30-day journey in the book of Exodus. Um, so today we are taking a look at Exodus 19, chapter 19. Um, and just a reminder that the pause is um, a chance or an opportunity for you to carve out space to um, pay attention to your soul. And so we pray that you are doing that uh, today. Um, so we are going to uh, look at chapter 19, um, and we are going to read, Mari's going to read verses 1 through 6 to get us started. Sure. On the third new moon, after the people of Israel had gone out from the land of Egypt, on that day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. They set out from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai, and they encamped in the wilderness. There Israel encamped before the mountain while Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all people. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. Thank you. Um, so at this point, let's see, chapter 18, we read, we talked through yesterday. That's when he was hanging out with Jethro. Um, so the people have ventured and they have arrived um, at Mount Sinai. And so we'll kind of camp out here, literally camp, <laughs> um, camp out here for a couple episodes. Um, so this is kind of just an introductory to where they are. So this is the mountain that the burning bush had been on and God was like, you'll come back here. And yes. now they're back. Yeah. And that's a pretty cool and significant piece that we'll talk through is that this is the same spot. Um, it's cool. Okay. So I want to kind of tell a story. I want to talk about place today. I think the place and location is pretty significant mm. um, here um, is that they're back at that place. Um, and this is a place where, where um, God gives them his law. And so um, I want to talk specifically place. So um, so I remember parts of um, this scene or this place, like it was yesterday in my own life. And if I close my eyes, um, I can see it. And so it was three years ago, which was 2017. And so we were all in my apartment. There's five of us, five friends. And there were a few of us sitting on the couch, on the carpet and chairs. Um, this was my community, my friend group, my people. Um, and we were walking through a hard season collectively. And up to this point, we had been kind of limping through the past few days and weeks, um, which wasn't good at this point. Um, and we needed to sit in the grief and the hard and acknowledge it, but we hadn't done that yet. And so we were kind of just uh, walking through our days, kind of half aware, um, but really struggling. And I remember I sent out a text the day before to the group and just naming it, like, we are not okay. And <laughs> kind of calling like an emergency gathering at my apartment the next day. Um, so I saw it and I'm like, if we don't stop and acknowledge this, like we're not going to make it. <laughs> we are not okay. And so the next day we found ourselves in my home beaten up and a little bruised, but we were together and there was an air of grief of not being okay. Um, and I remember we asked hard questions and we committed to walk together um, no matter what lay ahead. And it felt very much like a solidarity um, that we're not alone. Um, your lens and your perspective may not be exactly the same as mine in this experience, but we were walking through this together. And I remember that whole night felt very much like a promise, like a commitment to one another. Like, mm -hmm. hey, we know the road ahead isn't easy, yeah. but we're committed to whatever lies ahead. We're going to be in this together. And so that 
that moment, that place, um, like the memory of my brain is that um, we pause to promise and prepare for what lay ahead. Yeah. And so um, this isn't the only place that holds or moment the whole significance and safety for me. Um, so the couch in my parents' house, uh, the chair on my screened porch, um, the Georgia Tech campus for a high school mission trip <laughs> one summer, um, the Sacre Coeur in Paris, um, the screen porch of really good friends of mine. Um, these are places that um, hold significance and meaning for me. And so maybe this is a stretch here, but setting feels so important to this part of the story. Um, and I keep reading chapter 19 and I keep thinking about the place, like the actual physical place, Mount Sinai. Um, and this is the place of the promise, the place of the covenant, the birth of the nation, the place where God reveals his law and the place where God says, hey, I'm not going to drop you off after rescuing you. We're in this for the long run. And remember, you are my people and I'm going to give you a land, a promised land. Um, and so much of Exodus and so much of the Old Testament, and we've talked about this, is the backdrop of promise. Yeah. Um, that God makes a promise to Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. And because of this promise, even when it looked bleak, God rescues his people from Egypt. And so much of the covenant relationship is like a marriage commitment. God says, I commit to you. And it gives a visual to the scope of the love and compassion and intimacy that God has for his people. Yeah. Like his people are his treasured possessions. Um, and so there's a shift in the narrative at this point in chapter 19. It's important to note. So the first half of the book we've, or the book of Exodus we've gone through and it's God freeing his people. Yeah, it's pretty narrative. Yeah, and the last half of the book of Exodus is how God's people are expected to live in freedom. So this is kind of like the hinge. Chapter 19 is like, okay, we're shifting now in the narrative. Oh, okay. Um, and so this is how God's people are expected to live um, in holiness and in freedom. Because freedom without laws or guidelines is no freedom at all. Uh, but before, it feels like God pauses them and prepares them. Okay. And he's like, they're camped out at Mount Sinai for about a year. Um, and so... And this is actually, you mentioned this, but this is the same place that um, Moses first interacted with God in the burning bush, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, they called it Mount Horeb. Didn't, that was like another name for it. Um, so I think there, there seems to be a pattern um, in scripture, if you read, that places marked for God's people to pause and to remember. Um, Elam we read about in chapter 15, which is, was an oasis in oh, the wilderness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, where they found water to drink. Mount Sinai, where God spoke to them and gave them his law. Um, spoiler alert, the 12 memorial <laughs> stones on the banks of the Jordan River, where the Israelites crossed into the Red Sea, or, Red, or the Promised Land, not the Red Sea. <laughs> um, Peniel, is that how you pronounce this? No the idea. place where Jacob, well, the place where Jacob wrestled with God in the book of Genesis. Jacob names this place because this is the place where he saw God face to face and was spared. Um, and I think when you see a pattern, I think it holds significance. There was something powerful in this place. And I think as God is saying, don't, don't forget. Um, we're such forgetful people. So name this place mm, and name come it. back to it. Yeah, name it. The naming, the remembering. Um, something about a physical place sparks memory in me. So um, do you have a place that's sacred to you? Um, or like a place of promise where you feel like God has spoken to you or like a place like a Mount Sinai? Yeah, sorry. I had started spacing out because I was drawing some lines in my head, I was connecting some dots. When you said name it, I was thinking about, we had, I think we've mentioned this a couple times that like, well, we said it at the very beginning that the book is called Exodus, but yeah. it's surprising that we call it that because Exodus is the Greek name for that and that the Hebrew name for it 
was names. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shemot, names. Um, and then we talked about like what the, about the significance of name and how, how mm-hmm. important it is to names, name things and that the main action in this book is the Exodus itself. Mm-hmm. But like, what is the significance of names? And like, in reality, it's just that it's that first sentence, it's the first sentence in the book. But we've been talking about the significance of names and how important it is that like, God didn't just rescue his people, mm-hmm. his action towards mm-hmm. them. Yep. Um, and his posture towards them doesn't stop at rescue. Yeah. He then continues to name, like name them and claim them. Yep. Um, and so it's interesting that when you use the word hinge, it made my yeah. wheel start turning that like, this is the hinge between like the action of the yeah. book, that the, all the narrative action of like him rescuing them. Mm-hmm. And now it's hinging. This chapter is creaking it towards like, now he's going to be naming them and claiming them. He's yeah. going to go beyond the rescue. Mm-hmm. And he's going to make them his own. Yeah, and it's and the same with like the gospel yeah. that we said. Like, he doesn't just eliminate sin. He like claims us and sanctifies us as mm-hmm. his own. There's like yeah. the second half of the gospel, like the hinge that it it moves on. Yeah, that's cool. And we'll spend a, the next half like talking a ton about identity. Mm. It's like this is the kind of people you are now. Now that you're free, this is who you are. Yeah. And he'll spend a lot of time within the context of law, but there's a lot of time talking about this is who they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so you had asked before I spaced out. No, what, that's great. What that was is, a good thought. What is my Mount Sinai? Yeah. Do you have a place that's sacred to you or a place of promise, like a place that God spoke to you? Yeah. I can think of a couple different... Um, are they called Ebenezer's? Yeah, Ebenezer's son. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Is that where I got that word? Um, yeah, I've, there's a couple places that I can think of, like physical places in my life. One of them is my house, actually. Yeah. Um, it's a longer story, but the way that we came to live there is just like like a series of just like really cool, quote unquote, coincidences. Mm. And we when we moved in and we got the keys, we got them early in the morning, Um the morning before we actually like went to sign the papers to buy it. And Ada wasn't even two at the time. And just, we had, I hadn't even seen the house yet. Yeah. We bought it sight unseen. Drew flew down for the oh, inspection, yeah. but I had never seen it. I yeah. was kind of just trusting. So we walked through this house and it was so eerie because I felt at home. Mm-hmm. It felt so familiar, but I had mm. never been there before. And so Ada and I walked through the house holding hands and we walked around a couple of times and then we started chasing each other around. And that Drew has this video of us chasing each other around. And then the three of us just held hands um, in the kitchen. Like Drew and I got on our knees and held Ada's hands and we just like thanked God. And we just oh, had wow. this like family prayer time of like, this is where you brought us to. And it's just like, this whirlwind of events over the course of like maybe six weeks that mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're like, we we're, we yeah. own this house in Nashville. We yes. used to live in Boston. What happened? How did we get and here? like, yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah. My, and I think about that all the time. My house is such a, a place of promise and sanctuary. I love my house. Yeah. That's what big that's one for cool me. That's cool that your home is actually the place that reminds you of that or yeah. is a sanctuary. That's so really much cool. has happened there in such yeah. a short amount of time. Yeah, that's really cool. What about you? Um, I feel like um, a place for me, there's some good friends of mine um, that I, when I need maybe refuge, I kind of run to their, they've got a really cool porch and like a porch swing. 
And I know it's a partly the porch, but also partly like their presence yeah. and their home is a place of safety for me and sanctuary and um, kind of together alone time. Like I can be there and they can be running around with their kids or not even paying me any attention, you know, but I'm like, okay, this feels safe. This feels good. Yeah. Um, they've been in my life for 10 years or so. Um, yeah. So that feels like a place where God speaks to me, where God reminds me, God calms me, grounds me um, at their screen porch. Mm. Well, it's not screened. Their porch swing. Um, okay, the second question. Have you ever felt like God paused you to prepare you for what's to come? Kind of maybe even like the hinge kind of thing. Mm, like, mm-hmm. have you ever feel like you've been in like a hinge moment? If that question makes sense. No, it does. I kind of feel like I'm in one now. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it, it is, but it's, I realize it's like makes it difficult to describe because I'm still in it. Yes. So there's not much to say beyond like, yeah, and I think I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like um, I've referenced this even at the beginning, but I feel like my entire 2017 <laughs> was pausing me to prepare me, but I don't think I would have realized that in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. It felt like a giant waste, you know, when you're in the yeah. middle. Um, not a giant waste, but you're like, okay, what is this for? Like, what's yeah. the purpose? So, but looking back, I'm like, that was definitely like, I feel like I was propelled out of that mm. year and propelled out of that season. Um, but I wouldn't have seen that like previously. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's go into our time of meditation. Um, so I want us to go to these places. Uh, so let's go to the places in our lives that God has paused to prepare us or to the place where God has spoken to us or fulfilled his promise to us. Um, maybe a place where God has has paused or um, where he has called you to be quiet, to be still. Maybe where you've seen that he is for you. Maybe a place of refuge. It might be a physical place, maybe a porch swing, a full arena of people, a friend's couch a kitchen floor, or it might be a mental or emotional place, maybe a conversation, a memory, an experience. Take a minute and get comfortable. Close your eyes. If you're making coffee or putting on makeup or juggling kids or you've got a meeting in 10 minutes, God sees you. We often imagine that things have to look a certain way or be a certain way, but there's more partnership with the Holy Spirit than we realize when we simply acknowledge Him. Imagine your Mount Sinai. Where is a place of safety for you? Picture it. Imagine you were there. If it's a physical place, what does it look like?
What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What are your feet touching? What happened here? If it's not a physical place, imagine the conversation, the moment, the memory, when you knew God was preparing you, when he named you, or when he fulfilled his promise to you. What was said? What did he say? What did that person say? What did you feel? What was released? Remember. As we walk forward into what he has prepared or into the next chapter of our narrative, Let's keep this visual, come back to it, come back to his promise, to his faithfulness, to his commitment to you, to what he names you, to his love. Thanks for joining us today. If you're looking for show notes to follow up on any references we may have shared, you can find those in the episode description or by going to our website at www.thepausepodcast.com, where you can also find links to our social media along with a handy guide to subscribing or leaving a review. Thanks for listening.